Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into start right, good line, good view, it drew. Shoot him, McGavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. Sometimes these part three look like an island. I punch and keep it on dry land. At least I'm a try man. I up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a check man. Last thing on ball speed. Rate of that bass man. And where that ball land. Watch that's on my hand. Okay, welcome to On the Screws Podcast PGA Championship Edition. Here with a couple buddies, uh, Andrew Trotman and Bryce Yetman. How are you guys doing? Doing well, guys. Doing well. So, Bryce uh, is my cousin, so for anybody just kind of tune in on YouTube, uh, Bryce is my cousin on my wife's side. Andrew is uh, just somebody I've kind of met. We've uh, built a friendship through the uh, Amateur Players Tour, so he's the tour, uh, tournament director there, right, Andrew? Right, yeah, so uh, looking forward to getting back out in golf. So we just heard about an hour ago that we may be able to golf next week. Bryce, luckily, is down in Michigan, so he's been uh, he's been golfing all season so far. So um, let's start with you, Bryce. Um, like I said, you've been golfing. How's your game right now? Um, kind of what got you into the game? How long you been playing for? Give us an idea, Bryce. So we'll start with uh, how long I've been playing for. Um, Pretty much since I could walk. I mean, my grandpa was a member at Cherry Downs in uh, Pickering, Ontario, and I was on the range whacking balls when I was two years old. And my parents would tell me how to draw crowds and stuff. I mean, I was two years old. I was three years old. I couldn't hit that far, but I'd, uh, I'd played a lot. We were always out there for dinner, and I never wanted to eat because I just wanted to be on the range hitting balls or putting on the putting green. So that's kind of how it all started. I never really put it down until now, really. For the rest of my life, I've just been playing. Have you uh, have you got many rounds in this year? No, not as much as I'd like. I think I've played eight. Uh, been working a lot and kind of saving up money for the, for the wedding, so trying not to spend too much money. But I played uh, eight or so rounds, not the, the start of the one into the year. But, I mean, when you come... From playing, I used to work at Terry Downs, actually. I used to play 50, 60 rounds of summer. So I'd play before work, after work, whenever. And now going to play eight in, in a, a longer amount of time, it's just yeah. it's not going good. But it's what it is. Yeah, at least you're playing, right? I've only I've only been out for one full 18. I got a few nines in, so I, I, I had one good nine in. I think I shot... Um, at my home course, like even or plus one, but I yeah, played. I started uh, 84, 83, 80, 81 for my first four rounds. Yeah, I played so, I played Keedron Dells and, and stopped uh, keeping score. I played absolutely terrible there. Started bad, got worse. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. So you, last year, was it last year, you and your friend started up a, a company called Premium Golf Gear as well? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. He was, we were kind of uh, chipping around in his backyard and having some beers, hanging out. And we kind of just said, why, why not? Like, we, we can do it. We'll try to do it. So he kind of found a hookup to get the towel. We do towels, the uh, majority. So we yeah. want to expand. But just with all the COVID and stuff, we've had trouble getting inventory in. So 
Um, yeah, we have an Instagram you can check out. It's premium golf gear, and we're currently trying to get more inventory in, but we will eventually have it. So, if you want very cool. I've I've got a few. They're they're pretty awesome towels. So I'll drop a link in the description for anybody who wants to go check it out. They can just simply click, go over there, and get in contact with you guys because they are uh, they're pretty pretty nice towels. I'm not just saying that because we have uh, we have a relation. So um, so Andrew, how are you doing this? Have you been out this year at all? Uh, yeah, I played twice, I think. Okay, all right. Now, uh, what course are you playing at this year? Um, nowhere this year. So I'm kind of. Kind of just uh, around. Free agent, I like it. So Andrew's the like we had said in the introduction. Andrew's the tour director of uh, the Amateur Players Tour Toronto chapter. So like they're a massive. Um, we've had you on in the past, and they're an absolutely massive tournament uh, tournament um, division down in the states. They've got like forty chapters, I think, and and this is the first one in Toronto. So it's on pause or well, a tentative hold right now. So how's the season looking? Um, have you been able to make any plans or kind of move forward with any of them yet? Uh, yeah, we're kind of hanging right now. Um, hoping uh, best round Dougie Fortier uh, gets us going. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, we're just kind of standing back. Hopefully, uh, we'll have a full uh, our full schedule from July on. Uh, but hopefully, this announcement maybe tomorrow or the next day or so. Yeah, because I I think the first tournament you had set was mid July, right? Yeah, first week of July. Though. Okay, so and that one's at Tangle Creek. Okay, so are you still going to try and roll them out if uh, if we get the uh, if we get the word in the next week or so? That's the hope. Yeah, as long yeah. as uh, as long as we have decent time, yeah, that's the hope. Okay, very cool. Now um, let's get right into it. PGA Championship Edition. We wanted to talk a little bit, uh, like a little bit about our picks. So we'll kind of pause those for now. But Andrew, you've played some college golf down in the states. And you've played Kiowa Island before. So that's why we thought, you know, I've been looking forward to getting you back on. I thought it'd be a great time to uh, to chat some golf. And, and uh, we were able to get Bryce along here. So um, both you guys are far better golfers than me. But uh, tell us a little bit about Kiowa. Um, like, how was your experience there? I know you got a pretty cool story about it. And we picked a couple of holes to highlight. And uh, and we'll see how we think we would play them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a unique golf course it's uh it's obviously built for the wind on the ocean but if there's no wind it can play like you're basically hitting down an airport uh runway uh but the second that the wind picks up it can cause havoc um like nice day it can be you know you can shoot lights out and then the next day you can have 30 or 40 mile an hour winds and shoot your brains out so this year, it's well as everybody knows, it's going to be the longest uh, golf course in championship history, or um, you know, major championship history, at seventy eight hundred seventy six yards, something like that, um, which is absolutely ludicrous. What uh, what kind of yardage did it play when you were down there? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. I remember we played the back tees. I don't know what the yardage was though. Yeah, wasn't close to that though. I can tell you that. So, like you were saying though, it's um it's kind of wide open. So guys like Bryson, Tony Finau, Cameron champ, pretty much anybody on tour right now will be, uh, if it's, if it's not, if the wind's not blowing, they're going to, they're going to be doing all right. Like they're going to be playing, you know, under par, but we, like you were just mentioned before we started the chat, John Rom was saying that, uh, he played from 14 onward 
and had a long iron, five iron or more in his hand for every approach shot, which is uh, pretty crazy. So I'm pretty, pretty curious to see how it goes. And um, a couple of the holes we wanted to talk about was number four, uh, 453 yard uh, handicap number one. So hardest, hardest hole on the course. And it looked absolutely deadly. And for me, like I'm pretty realistic that uh, it looked like if you're playing at the back tees, you can, if you run it more than 290 or if you can remember, Andrew, if you run it more than 290, you escape the fairway, right? So you're, what's that like? Are you right through the fairway into some rough or? Okay. Yeah. So it did look like when I was, I'll drop a photo here for, uh, just so we can kind of have a look at how it looks. Um, but yeah, it looked like almost like a marsh patch. So you can't really go too long off the tee. So for me, like I wouldn't be getting through the fairway anyway there. So especially if there is some wind and then, uh, like I figured I'd be playing probably a five or six iron in I'd bail out left and then, uh, avoid the three there's three like huge bunkers on the right hand side right yeah so that's the biggest issue is you want to be as, as hard left as possible there but obviously it's like pure marsh just off the fairway there so yeah so how do you uh bryce how do you attack that one do you think like if it's so you can't go over 290 and then it's got you've got some marsh you've got some bunkers on the right hand yeah, side i got the picture up here so I mean, you want perfect world means scraping every ball, Bryce? Or do you want my realistic? <laughs> well, if you were so, if you were gonna play the hole, okay. yeah. All right, well, I'm probably hitting three wood to the first fairway. Hopefully, staying short two ninety, which I should. That's absolutely nuke one. And then I'm obviously gonna bail out left too. I mean, I'd love to attack the pin, but I'll have such a. I mean, what would I have? have one eighty, one ninety in. So we probably had like a six iron left and then hopefully two pot. But I mean, yeah. I probably hit a six iron left of the green, just hoping maybe fades over a little and then carries the bunkers. Yeah. That, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It was like, they were deep and it looked, um, it looked deadly. So I know I would just bail out. Like I, I'm a lefty. I play left to right pattern. So I know I would kind of bail out to the left and then hopefully chip up and maybe you sink one. Yeah. Maybe you don't. I mean, cause my natural ball play is fade from left to right. So I'd probably just aim to the left side and just let it kind of fall. Right. Too, and it's eight eight, so what? Right on. Okay. So Andrew, you picked these holes. So um, you've played it in the past. What do you remember? So first, you escaped the uh, the question I gave there because you have a pretty interesting story about how your two rounds went here. Um, so tell us about those and then how you would play this one. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I guess we played back-to-back rounds. Uh, first day was, like, just a perfect day, 75 degrees, sunny, like, no wind. And uh, I was, like, lights out, 68, no bogeys, just kind of, like, cruised. It was, like, what... I don't want to say it felt like the easiest round ever because like that's probably the hardest golf course in the world, but it felt easy. The next day we got up and it was like overcast, 30 mile an hour winds, and I shot 88 and didn't make a single bar. Uh, so it just proves that the golf course can be like can totally change overnight. Absolutely. Um, so do you remember what you shot on this hole specifically? Um, day one, I made a bar. Day two, I have no idea. I don't <laughs> think I have that 
I can't I can't blame you if there's a 20 stroke difference. I know when when you and I were texting about that, I told you how I uh like I was playing some high school golf once and I had like an 18 an 18 stroke difference from day to day. So golf can be pretty punishing. So let's uh let's pick one up on the back nine, hole number 16, 573 yard par 5. Um let's go right with you first, Andrew. So do you remember playing this one? It looks like it it can be favorable. So I saw yesterday they posted on, uh, on golf.com. I think they had like a, they were kind of showing the left-hand side has that big sand area, but also if you go a little bit long, you'll run right off the edge of the green kind of into the fescue. So it looks like it's a hard green to attack, but, uh, how did you play this one? How would you play this one in a perfect world? Yeah. Like I, I think the key here, uh, well, for like shorter hitters, that don't hit it as far as Bryson does. Um, you kind of hit it at the right bunker. You're not going to really get there from the back tees. Like it's three, it's like three thirty there from the back tees. So probably not going to get there. But then you're you got you got to try and lay it into this little tiny funnel to even have a chance. Um, but I just remember trying to lay everything up to like a hundred yards because the greens are just so crazy that. It's tough to, you know, you're hitting a three wood into a green and you don't know where it's going to end up. Okay. So, so what about you, Bryce? You, you might touch that bunker at three thirty. So what's, what's your plan? I mean, I'd still probably rip driver. Um, yeah. If I'm in that fairway bunker, I'm toast. Fairway bunkers are my absolute kryptonite. But, um, I mean, I'd play it left and just try to fade it back into the fairway, which is, daunting with the left side being all sand too but and then i would do the same as andrew probably just put it to 180 yards and yeah i get one close that's and like you said it's tough to go for because if you are long you're in that back best you it's even worse so. yeah because it, it like i saw them dropping a ball so like the stint must it looked like it was like 12 13 already and that was on tuesday i think so they were uh they were just like dropping it. Mac it was Mac Hughes dropped one on the front left of it and it kind of just ran off and then it ran right into the back fescue like it, it in the collection area. It didn't even sit in the collection area, it just kept going. So I think that's that's me too. Like I'm hitting a driver 270, 280, then probably a six or a seven iron and then a fifty four degree wedge in. Hit what it to uh think Bryson's I think so. I think he'll probably rip driver a lot of the places. The issue is if you like the fairways are wide, but just because you missed the, like if you miss the fairway by five or ten yards, you on some holes you could be in the marsh. Like you're, you're done. Right. I'm just thinking this fairway is being so skinny, and I mean, you can hit it pretty, pretty accurately, but when you're hitting it that far, it's so in that wind, it's so hard to tell where it's gonna go. Yeah, with that type of carry, right? So, um. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll still he'll still attack it because he'll at least start that way, right? Like he has no ability yeah. to not do that. Like he just can't no. kind of come off the gas, right? So we've seen that's that, but put that ball in the water and I thought it was skip if it check up too fast and I thought it was skip if it go past the flag and I thought it was sit I come ready with excuses boy I'm a quill not really sure why I started this here I can't think of nothing harder than this and the hours I hit I get darker than this stay on the range till them targets get hit so uh so with that let's get into some picks leftbehindgolf.com and uh yeah check out their 
community forum. You guys are righties, but there's still a place for you in the lefty community as well. So let's, I'm going to give it to you, Bryce. So we went with two, um, two of our top 10 in the official world golf rankings. We're going to go with one outside the top 10, kind of a sleeper pick and then a Canadian. So, um, maybe give us your first two, uh, your first two guys in the top 10. All right. I, uh, I was going to go JT, but, uh, I, I switched them to uh, Morikawa and Shoffley. Um, Morikawa is just, this guy's swing is effortless. He's, he just, I mean, he won, what, he won PJ last year? Yeah, right? yeah. So, I mean, maybe go back to back, I don't know, but I just love the way he plays the game. He's so smooth and, and he hits the ball really well. And then Shoffley, I mean, he's a guy that can come out any weekend and play well. Yeah, we've seen it. So I, I pick Xander Shoffley all the time. Like he's one of my favorite golfers easily, but uh, Morikawa's swing is like absolutely beautiful. Um, you're going to have to, like Andrew said, I was, when we, him and I were talking, I was kind of like the long ball, the long ball, the long ball. We're all confused by this 7,800, 7,900 yard, you know, tournament. And, uh, but we forget a lot of other tournaments are like 74, 7,500 yards now. So the yeah, fact yeah, so and these guys can all play, and Morikawa is still long off the tee. People forget that he's just an exceptional iron player. He's uh, not such a good putter, though. That's his. Uh, that's the weak yeah, point, right? Sure. So, I agree. so uh, who do you got for this one, Andrew? Uh, okay, so I got uh, DJ mainly because he's a local boy. Yeah, I was hoping that a local boy will pull through, and uh, Patty Reed because he could just kick it down the side of the fairways all day and uh, flip wedges in every green. Okay. Yeah. And if, if he's got a wedge in his hand, then, uh, then why not? Right. I was listening to the guys on overdrive a few minutes ago and they were saying that he's gonna, they're going to have a, uh, a drone cam following him around. Cause you can get into the marshes and drop a ball out of your pant leg and whatnot. So having a good time with him, but there's no doubt he's the best wedge player on tour. So the great putter, it's going to help. Right. So for me, I, uh, I'm going to take Justin Thomas. Um, no doubt. Like Justin Thomas is a phenomenal golfer. So I grabbed a couple of his stats this afternoon. He's third in strokes gained, uh, T to green. He's got the he's first in birdie percentage, uh, birdie average on tour, second in scoring average. He's first on the money list right now. And, uh, he just recently won the players. So everybody likes Justin Thomas. I stole him from Bryce there. So we, uh, it's hard to bet against Yeah. He's got length, he's got putting, he's got the iron play. He's kind of, well, you can see it there. He's first in birdie average on tour too, right? So um, I think it's like 4.8 holes per birdie. So it's uh, it's going to be hard. He's always there, right? It's just kind of getting getting through. And, you know, he's always kind of like like Shoffley. He's always floating there. And it's uh, he kind of closes the deal a little bit more though, right? And then, of course, I'm going to go Bryson. So we got uh, first in total driving distance, first in eagles per hole. First in uh, strokes gained off the tee, first in strokes gained tee to green, first in strokes gained total, second in scrambling from the rough. So that was actually one that uh, stood out in my mind because I didn't know, like that's talking to you a little bit more, Andrew, we get some of the info on how the course actually plays. I didn't know that there would be so much marsh around the course. So I'm thinking if he's in the first cut and he's, you know, second in scrambling from the rough, then, you know, that... uh that puts him in pretty good shape, right? So yeah, but you know what you got to think about with Bryson is like he's scrambling from the rough, but he's also only fifty yards from the hole. Those exactly. That are one hundred thirty yards from the hole, you know. Exactly. He's hitting it that much farther. He's got 
Like I'm sure he doesn't he doesn't even care where he hits it sometimes just because he'll have a twenty yard pitch shot in the rough. Well, he he said that too, and and last year, like we can't forget, he was the only player ever in PGA Tour history to lead the lead the tour in strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained putting. So it was the first time ever. Not even Tiger's done that. So um, Tiger's done one or the other, but never both. So it's it's a pretty incredible stat that he's that good of a putter. And if he's putting the wedge game together, it's just sometimes he loses it because he's not able to kind of like step back and he doesn't listen to his caddy all that much. But uh, it's kind of his show, right? So I'll uh, I'll kick off our, our, next, our next pick is the um, top 10. Um, or sorry, our, we're going to pick a player that's not in the official world golf ranking top 10 and I'm going to go with Sam, Sam Burns. So he's one of the hottest players on tour right now. He just won the Valspar. Uh, he's sixth in birdie average, uh, 12th in scoring average right now. And four of his last eight events, he's been in the top five. So he did have a lapse for three weeks where he missed a, he missed a few cuts in a row, but for the last eight events being in the top five, not even in top 10, 20. There he's been right there. So uh um putter, he's gotta have a good putter. That's um something that he's kind of floating back a little bit with. But uh yeah, I think if he can put the putter together, he'll be there. Everybody jokes about how he's always got a you know a 36 hole scoring lead, but I think if he can put it together, he's gonna be right there on Sunday. Uh what about you, Andrew? Who you got for this one? Uh yeah, so outside the top ten, I got Fino. Okay, love it. Love Tony Fino. Long ball hitter. Plays well in the wind. The only thing will be putting. Yeah. well, he's he seems to kind of have figured it out. Like I know he was with that Peretti putter for a while. He dropped it, and then he's gone back to it. I guess recently. So some days he's a great putter, man. He's always right there. But uh, yeah, I love Tony Finau. I would love to see him win. So that's a great pick. What yeah, do you- I love him too. I just there's something about him and Ricky, both of them. They just cannot find a way to win. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. They just can't close out tournaments. I would love to see him get one. Same with Ricky, but I think like. I just, my, my opinion of Tony Finau is he's just on a bit of a different level than Ricky though. Like his game is like more elite. Like I know Ricky was floating there, like top four and five in the world for a while, but I don't know if he's ever had the game that Tony Finau has had. No, so. I agree. I agree. so who you got for this one, Bryce? I got my boy, um, with, uh, Zalatora. All right. Same body as me, six three one six five. So <laughs> represent the tall and skinny kids. So, yeah, just, uh, he kind of came out of the woodworks at the Masters there and lit it up and kind of showed everyone he's here to play. And I love him. I think he's, I think he's a phenomenal golfer and great iron player, good putter. Hits the ball a long way to a very long way. So yeah, he's proven that he have to be uh, built to play golf. He can be a skinny, tall, skinny little kid and still hit the ball pretty far. So. That's a great pick. I love it. Right, Bryce. So we're gonna go with uh, quote unquote sleeper outside the top 100 in the official world golf ranking. Who do you got for this one? I got Lefty. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love he's it. He's gonna, he's gonna win again. I got, I, I got a feeling. Well, he's uh, he's, he's never won the PGA Championship, right? I know, but he can still play. He's still there. Don't count him out. So it'd be the career grand slam for uh, Lefty. I think he's got like. Andrew, maybe you know this. He's got like four or five or half a dozen second place finishes, I think, at the PGA Championship or something. So, uh, US Open. oh, is it the U.S. Open? Okay, yeah. So poor, poor guy. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, 
Yeah, so hopefully uh, he does hit a long way. He's obviously got an exceptional wedge game, right? So, um, the uh, the putter has been like kind of rough for Lefty lately, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so it's a good pick. I like it. Um, who you got for this one, Andrew? Okay, great name, great name. Only, I, only just because of the handle. That's it. Okay, <laughs> well, at uh, at Pebble, he was like right down onto uh, Daniel Berger won at Pebble this year, but um, I think he was right there, uh, right into eighteen. He, I think he might have made a par or something like that. And Berger actually eagled it. He made that monster eagle putt, um, and that's what uh, that's what won it for him. But yeah, he's kind of knocked on the door a few times and. Like if there's another Top Gun movie, like no doubt he's got to be in the movie, right? So, I uh, I think so for sure. I'm going with uh, the Aussie. So I'm an absolute Cam Smith fan, and he is not outside the world uh, number one or the top 100 in the world, as we know. So I'm gonna go with his uh, counterpart, Cam Davis. Uh, 14th in driving distance. That's mainly why I picked him. I was just hoping to get a long long bomber, but I thought, you know, down in the Australasian tour. Lots of courses out by the water. Hopefully pretty familiar with it. Um, just kind of going with the gut. He's always played pretty well. Um, never really knocked on the door, so I'm hoping that he has a good weekend. Um, 14 in strokes gained off the tee. Um, but this was kind of an interesting uh, stat here. He's first in going for the green hit percentage. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of an interesting one here because it's – Obviously, it means that he's got, you know, good control of the long irons or if he's playing a hybrid, I don't know. I didn't look at the what's in the bag, but uh, not a good putter. So that is going to be kind of tough. Um, moving on to our last pick, though, who is an exceptional putter. Um, going with the Canadians. Uh, we're all going to pick one Canadian here. And I took Mac Hughes. So out of the Canadians, he's probably the longest off the tee. I keep going back to that just because that number is so daunting. I don't know if it really matters for these guys with length. It's all about iron play. And Mac Hughes does struggle there sometimes, but he's uh, number 18 in strokes gained putting and number 13 in total putting, which is actually probably inflated because he's known by most guys on tour to be like a top five putter. So um, he was... This was kind of an interesting one too. He's top five in three putt avoidance. So being able to, uh, obviously he's a good lag putter. So I feel like if he can just get there, lag a lot of them, he might be able to float around par hopefully. But um, I feel like I know who you both have probably picked, but uh, let's go to Andrew. Who you got for this one? Uh, yeah, I took uh, Corey Connors. Of course. Because of that smooth, silky swing. Yeah. Because... I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what any of his stats are, but it just feels like he's going to hit every single green. Well, they're not like overwhelming. When you look at his stats, they're not absolutely the putter is what kind of lets him down. Um, but off the tee, he's one of the, he's, he's got to, I haven't looked it up, but he's got to have one of the most accurate drivers off the tee. Everybody knows that. So I think playing into the wind, that'll help. And then, uh, he's just, he's kind of solidified himself as like one of those world elite players now right he separated himself from the canadians he's a guy who was always there and he's i think he's ready to win a major championship i don't know if it'll be at the pga championship i think his game fits augusta all like very well but uh but yeah what do you uh what do you got for this one bryce i got Corey connor's too yeah Um, like andrew said his swing is smooth and he can hit it off the tee a decent ways, but like it's 
majority going to be down the center of the fairway. I mean, he's so active yeah. on the tee, and and uh, if this course is that tight, I mean, you're going to need that. So yeah, or the wind is that that heavy, you're going to need to be pretty precise off the tee. So. Well, I think, and like we were talking earlier, like uh, like I know Bryce, you were mentioning one of your friends who's playing in U.S. Amateur uh, or in the U.S. Uh, qualifier. Um, anybody can have a week, right? And if he just rolls the flat stick well, if he rolls the flat stick well, like he's always floating around the top 10, no matter what. He's always there, right? Week in, week out. He's kind of become like the Canadian Xander Shoffley. He's just always sitting there, right? So I think if he can just drop some putts, um, you know, not have the odd laps on a hole here or there he'll be there on Sunday, I think. Right. So, all right. So I'd like to see, uh, play well this weekend is Cameron champ too. I love Cameron champ. I think he's a great golfer. He crushes the ball too. Yeah. You've actually got me on to, I remember us talking last year and, uh, like, I, obviously I knew a little bit about Cameron champ. He's got a couple wins and whatnot, but, uh, I've kind of looked at his swing a little bit more and I've, like I've kind of put my, if I'm going to put my stamp on anything, like I would say he has the most efficient golf swing of anyone on tour. And it's just because his hands get so high. It is so clean. It I've kind of compared it to like a hybrid of like, don't like, don't quote me so much here, but Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Cause he, he has that same type of rotation as Rory and he's got the power that Tiger does. Right. Same type of follow through. It's, well, it's crazy though. Cause when you watch him swing, you're like, he's not hitting it that far. And then it goes three thirty, three forty. Like, yeah. Holy, like, he just smokes. The ball. Yeah. That's why like last year he was, um, a couple weeks ago, I had Ryan Gregnell on, he's the 2020, uh, Canadian long drive champ. And we were talking about Cameron champ because, um, just the efficiency in his club head speed is, is crazy. Right. I think he led the tour in club head speed last year. He had the longest drive, um, or he was right there with Bryce and him, one or the other, right? So um, I think he's ranked number 96th in the world right now. So I, I had had a look at him for my for my late pick, but I had to go Sam Burns uh, outside the top 10. And then if he was if he was in number like 100 or over, I knew that we would uh, be having the discussion about him. Check on my car for the scope. Nope. See that I'm pushed through the low. Nope. Go ahead and count out the birdie so far. It's three in a row. 224 to the hole. No hybrid behind. I pull as a vote. They say that you drive for the show. They say that you puff for the dough. So this is the swing oil segment hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. When the beer cart rolls up, grab a Triple Bogey, right? We'll all be back on the course hopefully soon. And uh, Andrew, so have you ever had a hole in one? How many do you have in your lifetime scorecard? Uh, three. Three. Wow. Okay. Shit. Okay. Uh, lowest round ever carded? Uh, 63. Jeez. Okay. Um, favorite course ever played? Ooh, uh, Moreland in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Beauty. Okay. Uh, favorite snack at the turn? Can be liquid. Uh, it's got to be a brewski. Okay. And uh, your dream foursome? Don't have to be all golfers. Ooh, uh, Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. And me. Yeah, and me. Yeah, probably my brother. Right on. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. If you're, I'll, I'll come carry the bag, no problem. And uh, so we're grabbing beers at the turn. Most beers consumed in 18 holes. Ooh, I don't know. Probably not that many. Maybe like about eight. Okay, that's that's a few. That's a few. All right. So there's Andrew Trotman, uh, director of the Amateur Players Tour Toronto and the Swing Oil segment, hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing.
swing oil segment brought to you by triple bogey brewing hydrated by triple bogey brewing we got bryce yatman uh cousin on my wife's side and bryce i'm going to get into a couple questions just fire an answer as quick as you can and uh let's burn through them uh lowest round 70 ever had a hole in one yes i've had one you've had one okay me too me too mine was a long time ago but i've got one so uh best golfer in the yetman house you didn't put that on me, eh? Um, <laughs> probably my youngest brother, but there's some discrepancies because he's been fit for clubs. He's had lessons. He's had a coach, and he plays every day. Okay. I've never been fitted, never had a coach, and I don't play every day. And I, he only beats me by, like, three or four, so I'm right there. I gave him a good – he's got, he's got the edge on me. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, I gave him a good scare there, starting out well at Deer Creek South, and then uh, – yeah. And then he lied about how the course laid out, and I had never played it, so uh, he ended up taking. Yeah, sounds like him. Yeah. Sure. Attach a handicap to the following names. Greg. 12. Chad. 13. Blake. 2. Bryce. 5. Jody. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's uh, who's the best hockey player in the Yetman House? I mean, Chad. Obviously, he's made it the farthest. But uh, I mean, I'm way more skilled than him. But he's, he's made it the farthest. So, Chad. So, Bryce, you are better at hockey, golf, or lacrosse. I, fi- I figured so. I figured that might be it. So, uh, And also, most beers consumed in 18 holes. Uh, 12, probably. It's quite a few. We'll block that out for uh, we'll block that out for when Jody comes on uh, to listen to this yeah, one. So. I also probably shot 104. Like, I mean, <laughs> All right, so that is the Swing Oil segment, hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. Uh, Jeff Tate and the team over at Triple Bogey, always uh, supporting the podcast. So if you can... When the uh, courses reopen here in Ontario, or if you're lucky enough to be down in the States, I think they got a couple courses they're rolling out to, Bryce. Grab a triple bogey when the beer cart rolls up. And uh, for each of you guys, how do we get a hold of you, Bryce? If we're looking to get uh, some of the gear from Premium Golf Gear, how do we reach you guys right now? Uh, yeah, just on Instagram, Premium Golf Gear is the handle. Um, you can DM us or message us, however you want to get a hold of us, and we'll get back to you. Like I said, I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll drop a link in the uh, in the description here below. And Andrew, if um if we've got anybody looking, I know you're kind of well connected in the community around here. If we've got anybody looking to uh, join any of the tournaments, um, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach us on uh, Instagram, amateurplayerstour.toronto, uh, or you can email us uh, Toronto at amateurplayerstour.com or Canada at amateurplayerstour.com. All right, and the, uh, again, the first event is July 8th at Tangle Creek, okay? So if you're uh, if you're looking, you're kind of a guy around my skill level, um, you know, 10 handicap, whatever it is, there's lots of lots of room for everybody to play. So, And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, and hopefully our PGA predictions come in uh, kind of decent. We'll see. Um, as usual, thanks for following LTS Golf on Instagram and on the Screws podcast on YouTube. We'll see you next time. I might just go low, teed up early solo. Gotta keep the front and back at a under photo. Jaws in the face, ball doing what I say. Still TGB addicted, so I gotta play. Teed on three and I almost dropped it. Yeah, and I almost dropped it.
my page, I be posting them drivers.